Oh, that was a quick pop. Was ever actually pop? It did. <laughs> wow. Uh, quick pop. Uh, welcome through Walls and BLP. It's Mike. It's Matt. It is December fifteenth, uh, almost Christmas. Uh, I have a. Before we get into our start of the night with our question, our Matt has Matt has something he wants to throw in too. But before we get into it, Matt won weekly wagers last week because I went heavy on the dogs for the NFL. Uh, so four in a row, good for him. Uh, I do also have the results of UFC 256 nickname Pickham between Ty and Starkey between Ty Starkey and Matt. Uh, Starkey had the better day bringing his record to 15, 12, and 1. Matt, you had a terrible day. Sorry to say it, uh, but you went 19. So your total is now 19, 18, and 2. So Yikes. not great. I didn't even win a single single match. Single you did not. Fight. The tie of the, the majority draw of uh, the fight of the night saved you from. That's tough, man. That's big old goose egg. Tough. But, well, oh, Matt, how are you? What's going on? Dude, I'm good. I'm good. It's a great day. We had a little bit of snow in Ohio today. You know, We, we, might we have, have a, a lot of snow in Jersey. Might have a white Christmas, man. A little holiday sewed coming up. Things are, we might. Yeah, we're going to have some – I'll tease some holiday stuff at the end of the pod. But, Matt, let's start with your – you have three questions and a riddle before we get into my, my usual start. Two questions and a riddle. All right let's start off by what do you think is a more ballsy, impressive, for lack of a better word, just purely, purely like show, just showmanship. What do you think is a bigger move from Logan Paul singling out McGregor's fiance on Instagram or throwing shit at his uh, jujitsu coach in broad daylight? Well, it, it- it's not throwing Shaz jujitsu coach and then calling him a pussy and then driving away as that guy chases after you. Um, <laughs> that just is. Uh. Also, I, I don't want think the fight to happen so bad. There's no way the fight happens, and he shouldn't want the fight to happen. No, but he he just wants to get paid. Like he's literally going to get paid millions of dollars to get his butt kicked. Yeah. Did you see? Uh... I forget who it was. I saw it on, I think it was Instagram slash TikTok. Some girl took a video of him like doing the $50 million offer. And she's like, yeah, I remember when you came to our club and I was serving you and you gave all 12 of us bottle girls $40 to split as a tip. So good to know that you're doing well with the $50 million check to Conor McGregor. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh no. Wow. I mean, who who do you... If you're if you're that like um, boomer of a person, who do you who do you dislike more? Like if you're maybe not like the casual. If you're not an MMA fan, if you think you know, if you might not be into like combat sports or anything like that, if you're on the outside looking in, who do you actually hate more? Do you hate Logan Paul or do you hate McGregor more? I don't know. I think like, you I hate, hate. I think you hate Logan Paul. I know. I think true. I I think so. Would you pay? And then my second um, question was: Would you pay to see the fight? Because I would pay to see the fight. Yeah, but I'm a degenerate. Like I pay for a lot of like pay per views that are terrible. Um. So 
Uh, the only fight that I like put my foot down and I wasn't going to pay for was the Tyson Jones fight that happened two weeks ago because that was I wasn't about to pay for that. Um, it's a shame I run a help run. Sorry, I co-host a uh, sports podcast. I can't say I run it because Mike is the the head guy. It's Lincoln LinkedIn official. Um, it's really sad that I run this a sports. This guy just won't let it go. I run a sports podcast, and I had no idea that fight even happened until the next it's because, day. It's because it was a glorified sparring match for fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh. Um, I talk you, about the. <laughs> are you going to buy the Mayweather Logan Paul fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I kind of want to see him get just knocked out. I want to see him. Like Mayweather might knock somebody out. Yeah, that one's more entertaining to me than McGregor Paul because that's just assault in the ring that we're looking at. I know, but I still kind of want to watch it. It's like a car accident. You don't look away. You're like, yeah. All right. Um. So. All right. And what's your riddle that you have for me? Uh, in the in a holiday theme. In the holiday theme, you know, deck deck the halls, certain things, you know, chestnuts roasting. Do you know the difference between a chestnut and a walnut? I feel like there's a smart answer to this. Difference between a chestnut and a walnut is how long you edged beforehand. Oh, that was a great episode. We also BLP, everybody. <laughs> Happy holidays. We just got canceled. <laughs> Thank you for listening and supporting us over the past year. Really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are great. And uh, that one's for yeah. Nick. Nick, don't you freaking lose this weekend. You take that three Carson rule, three AC, shove that thing right back up there. You better you better beat Carson this weekend. You heard it right here. If you don't come, I will find you and I will kill you. You better beat him. Come and come, come and throw that rule in my face as the commissioner of this league. You're gonna do that, and then you're gonna lay a freaking egg all season with your piece of shit excuse of a lineup that you call a fantasy football lineup, Carson Chatterton. You better lose. Heard? It. I'm done. I'm done. All right. I'm done. I'm better. Whew. All right, uh, that was talking fantasy. <laughs> um, all right, so my uh, get the mind rolling question that we already had the minds rolling, so I think this might go even smoother. <laughs> Matt, Mike. fantasy snake draft, four people, all-time top Christmas movie characters. Oh. Your first oh. pick. Go ahead. Kevin, Kevin McAllister. That's such a – I knew you were going there. Uh, Kevin McAllister from the Home Alone series, Home Alone 1 and 2, Lost in New York. Uh, my first pick, it's got to be John McClane from the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. And, uh, and then from there, snaking it around, I'm going to go with Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation. Because, you Solid. know, the shitter's full. Shitter's full. Um, that give me two picks. I'm going to go Frosty. From Frosty and the Snowman, Frosty the Snowman, not and the Snowman. Yeah. Um, and then give me uh, the Grinch's dog, Max. He pulled that freaking sled all the way up that hill. That dog is legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. My last two picks, uh, I'm going to go with – I'm gonna go with Frank Cross from the Bill Murray classic Scrooged. My favorite it's my favorite take on a Christmas story. Uh probably no surprise to anybody that knows me. They know how I feel about Bill Murray. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little off script here. Something that the people aren't probably gonna expect. I'm gonna go Billy Mack from Love Actually. Okay. Great movie. Great movie. Okay. Bill Nye. Great in the film. Uh, but Matt, give me your last pick, and then we'll do a couple of uh, honorable honorable mentions here. Hmm. Yeah, this is tough. I think I can go a couple of different ways here. Um, Cousin Eddie was – I was hoping to kind of sneak him in at number three, but he went a little earlier than I had hoped. Um, hmm. Got a lot of guys out there still. I know. There are many. Um, I might just go Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. Good old Scott Calvin. He really saves the day. Yeah, Scott Calvin. It's a good pick. A couple of honorable mentions that we could have talked about were uh, the Wet Bandits from Home Alone, Marvin Harry. Uh, could have gone the Yukon Cornelius. Oh, that's a good one. Um, what's the dent- little dentist th- kid's name? Oh, what's it? I forget his oh, name. Oh, man, what is his name? You go with the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. Could go with Heat and Snow Miser. Yeah, could go with uh, George Bailey or Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. Hmm. Solid. Or Solid. any of the other Santa Clauses. You could go Ed Asner, Santa Claus from Elf. You could go Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. Uh, yeah. You could go Thurman Merman from Bad Santa. Go with <laughs> the Walrus movie. from Elf. You could go from the Walrus or the Narwhal. I like the Narwhal. Bye, buddy. Yep. Uh, but uh, picks are limited, unlimited there. Um so I'll tease this at the end of the thought. I'll just tease it now. We're going to do our typical polls for uh, best Christmas movies coming up this week. Yep. So look out for that on Instagram. You know, you'll have classics such as Die Hard, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Christmas Vacation, Elf, A Christmas Story, Grinch, all of the Grinch, Grinches. Mike, I got a question for you. What's the yep. one thing? What's the one thing that happens in the course of like the next two weeks? Does that like make you officially know that it's Christmas? Like you finally, or have you already gotten there? I think I'm already there, but I mean, I guess really the one thing would just be in the next week, week or so I'll stop tuning into my normal TV and start looking for Christmas movies. Like it now, now it's like if I see one that I like, I'll turn it on. Whereas in the next week, I'll be searching out the good Christmas movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like hitting up AMC or Freeform for the 25 days of Christmas type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like kicking in high gear. Like, yep, this is it. Gotcha. What, what about I, you? What's I yours? Still have, I still haven't eaten my first Christmas, co- Christmas cookie yet. Like, full sugar cookie with like a little sprinkle and a glazed top on it. I haven't had that yet. 
and I will when I I will next week because I'm gonna go home on Monday. Um, but I'm not not quite there yet. I haven't had one yet. But that's when I'll know. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So very much looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, we'll have a, a holiday centric episode next week. I think we need I to. Guess. But I don't know. Should we'll, we figure out how that is? How that works yeah. out? I haven't done it yet. So yeah. should we? Uh, should we get into what we claim to do best? <laughs> I thought we should, Matt. Let's talk about women's Olympic diving and swimming. Looks like we got a great turnout for the, for the. I'm just kidding. All right, college football playoff, folks. I'll talk about swimming for a second. I, I got nothing about swimming. <laughs> I'm just excited that they're actually going to have an Olympics next year. All right, that's covering swimming. Cool. And that's like, Olympics talk. <laughs> two um, birds, baby. Two birds. Yep. All right, so college football playoff rankings came out again. It's the last ranking. Sunday is the final rankings to see who goes to the playoff. And Matt, raise your hand if you're surprised at the top four. Audio medium, neither of our hands are up. So it goes Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, one through four. Obviously this week, Notre Dame, Clemson play each other in the ACC championship game. Alabama plays Florida in the SEC championship game. Ohio State plays Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game. And Iowa State, Oklahoma playing the Big 12 championship game. So, Matt, what was the biggest thing that stuck out to you from these most recent rankings? Because obviously it's not the top four. I think it starts at five and goes from there about things to talk about. So from five on down, what stood out to you the most and why? Well, I mean, Florida only dropped one spot with a bad loss, and I don't know. I mean, to me, Cincinnati should be above above all three of those teams, but that's just me. Um, other than that, there's really not anything glaring. Iowa State is just like well, – Iowa State's this placeholder to let you know that not a Big 12 team is never going to get in. Like, not this year is going to get in, but you can put them at nine. They don't need to be at six. I don't, know. I don't, I just don't, I don't like get that. the infatuation with Iowa State. I really don't. They lost I mean, to they Louisiana. Had, who good team, very good team, Louisiana this year. But at in Ames first week of the season, losing by seventeen to the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, that might be at the time one of the worst losses. It, and good. Yeah, I don't like them. I was just gonna say you you know you lose at home to a team. Granted, early in the season, but a team that wouldn't beat any of the five teams that are ahead of you. No. So, uh, um, unless, unless it's just their way of saying like nobody below six even has a chance. And we're just, we're going to see what happens this weekend and choose out of these top five. Yeah. I think that's more so what it is. Um, but my, so you said Cincinnati being at nine is kind of your biggest takeaway, but let me, let me poise this to point this to you. And, I forget who said it on the ranking show last night, but shouldn't Coastal be ranked ahead of Cincinnati at this point? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Because they have two very good wins. They've beaten BYU and they've beaten Louisiana, who beat Iowa State. Iowa State, and they have a chance to play for a conference championship against Louisiana again to go 12 and 0 in the season. So if you're looking at, so take away. 
know, playoff and things like that, shouldn't the best power five team group of six, whatever it is, team be coastal right now? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, you, you know, I've had a little bit of a, a soft spot in my heart for Cincinnati this year. I just think and, and, and one, I'm I not think taking good, anything but... from I'm not taking anything from Cincinnati. I think they're suffering from not playing for the past couple of weeks, which yeah. I mean you can't really but ding them that, for that. If that's gonna be your argument, your number four team has played five freaking football games. It's so fucking arbitrary and you now you get to hit the explosive button. It's so stupid and I'm getting upset. And I'm getting ripped. I'm getting ripped from friends of ours who are logging into the pond saying, "Oh, you're an Ohio State fan, blah blah blah." I'm just, I'm just being objective. I just, you look and there are two teams in the top thirteen with five games played. Two of them. One's at thirteen, and one's at four. And what's the difference between the two? Honestly, I don't know. I don't see much of a difference. I mean, the only thing is the preseason rankings, I would say, because Ohio State was ranked high coming into the season. USC was ranked low. They've both played five games, have looked really good in some, have looked really shaky in others. And for the the chairman of the committee to keep coming on this show on that show and say the number of games matters when you have a five and O team at four and an eleven and O team at twelve, yeah. Makes no fucking sense. None. And we uh, all know exactly how it's going to play out. It's going to be Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, maybe at Texas A&M if Notre Dame can pull off the upset. But like, why keep why keep saying like, oh, like yeah, we're looking at no, 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 no. You're looking at these five teams. You've been looking at these five teams all year. The Big Ten, the Big Ten threw them a fucking bone by letting Ohio State into the Big Ten championship, which happened after we recorded. So they changed the rule. Ohio State's playing for the Big Ten Championship. If the Big Ten didn't change that rule and didn't throw that olive branch out, then the committee, the CFP committee, has a real problem on their hands. But they did. But it happened, so now they're like, okay, we're going to have an undefeated Big Ten champion at 6-0. and I know. I, it's, look, I see it multiple ways, and I understand it's a TV show. Like it, it's a TV show. Do these have big fan bases? Yeah, but you know what? Also, kind of freaking sucks is reruns, man. Reruns on TV suck. I, hey, Clemson, Ohio State. Oh, I haven't played that one before. It's like I'm kind of sick of it. I really am kind of sick of it. I don't want to see Alabama and Clemson play again. I don't. I'd rather see Alabama play Notre Dame or play Cincinnati or just play somebody else. Like. I'm just kind of sick of it, man. It just gets stale. Yeah. I mean, syndication pays the bills, but it doesn't keep you entertained for that long. Right. Somebody, like, write, I, that I fucking say, Somebody write that down because that's a great quote. I will say, in all honesty, I would like to see Alabama and Ohio State play. I would. I just think they're outside of – I think they're the two programs with probably the most recognition right now in college football. Just like if you – like. They're they're polarizing. They're very polarizing. Clemson's close, but I don't think they're quite there yet. I would just I would like to see them play, but I would also like to see A and M and Notre Dame play, or A and M and Ohio State play, or Clemson and A and M play, or Cincinnati and Clemson play, or Cincinnati and A and M play, or Cincinnati and Alabama play. I would not like to see Clemson, Ohio State play, or Clemson and Alabama play. I just don't want to see it. 
at all. No. And, I mean, we're going to get one of those matchups regardless of how this shakes out. Um, and let, I mean, in unless, my personal I, opinion, if Notre Dame beats Clemson again, I think Clemson's out. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say so. They've set the precedent that no two-loss team has made the yeah. playoff. And then, then you that, get – Then you get Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, A&M. And granted, the Notre Dame-Ohio State game is probably entertaining, but then you're seeing the repeat of the blowout for Bama and A&M. I know. I know. Unless they think that Notre Dame win over Clemson's enough to put them at number one, and then you get Bama – Bama, Ohio State, and A and M, and Notre Dame. No, but they wouldn't do that because then because Bama is going to be beating the seventh ranked team in the country after they've already beaten the eighth ranked team in the country, and I they've know, already I beaten just, the fifth ranked team in the country. Like they're I, that's the only reason Florida is and, and Georgia are at seven and eight is so that they can continue to juice Bama. Right. I there's a little there's there's a little part of me that thinks one. There are some conference. There are some conferences right here that are going to go under some pretty severe scrutiny for how they handled their season. Um, granted, I mean, up in the air, but still, I mean, you play. It's revisionist history at this point. Like hindsight is what it is. You can go back and critique the Big Ten for delaying a season, canceling it, and then like trying to wing it. Um, but I think you can also look at college football as a whole and point the finger at if you wanted to test the waters of an expansion and see what it looks like. You had the perfect opportunity the to do it. Yep, this was the year. This was the year to go eight teams and say, well, it's because of all the things going on to expand it, and it's just a one-year trial. And then We're if gonna... it goes amazing, you adopt it. And if it goes terribly, you say, okay, that was a one-time thing. Hey, we found out. like None of these games were close or nobody watched, or blah, which I don't think would be the case. I just – I I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like – it, it, it sucks, and, and you know, unless you're one of the cool kids who are at the popular table, and you actually have been in this dance before, it, it, it it's college sports, man. It's all about giving the players an, an opportunity to perform. And I think, as awesome as this has been to put a pedestal out and put these games on a pedestal in front of the country, they also have kind of limited the, I think, the honest potential of this and what you could have gotten out of it just by being selfish and holding it to only two games or four teams. And, yeah, I, I, it's a little disappointing. I mean, this would be a fun, fun year, right? You know, who, who's to say, you know, who's to say even a Georgia team right now couldn't mess around and beat a Notre Dame or an Ohio State? They're, you know, they're playing better ball. I, I, it's just yeah. like, why not? Why not? You know? Put your best players in front of the nation to be watched. And, you know, I, it's it's a little disappointing. But, you know, at the end of the day, when it's all going to – when the dust settles, I, I unfortunately think it's going to be three or four teams that – or probably three teams that really don't deserve to be there or – or excuse me, or not that they don't deserve to be there, but are just there again because I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, the real loser in all of this is either Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina because only one of those teams is getting the New Year's Six Bowl. Only one non-Power 5 team gets that automatic bid into it. Now, granted, they might they might fudge it to get one of the – if they both win their conference, they might say like, okay, one, both of these teams are getting in. 
But that, like, it's why are they even bothering to play the games if they're going to go undefeated? Coastal has a chance to beat a BYU team that was at thirteen. Uh, Louisiana teams at 19 now. I think they were at 21 when they beat them again. And they yeah. beat Appalachian State at App State when they, I think they were 25 or like right outside. So that's yeah. four wins against ranked teams and an undefeated that season. Up, that resume stacks up against Alabama. It does. It does. It does. But it's like, it's like cool, good story. You get the Fiesta Bowl or right. not even that. Or you don't, so yeah, like, you don't even what, get a bowl. What are we doing? Like, I don't know. Either either expand it or just tell the group of six teams you have no chance unless absolute chaos and anarchy happens and we have no undefeated or one-loss conference champions. You have no chance because that's what it is. And it's been that way since the beginning. I mean, UCF went undefeated, beat an SEC team in, in a New Year's Six game and probably should have been in the playoff. Yep. But they weren't. And Cincinnati is not going to make it this year, and Coastal's not going to make it this year. And if BYU had beaten Coastal, they weren't going to make it either. So it's just like, what are we doing? You know, yeah. you know, yeah. just say it's for the Power Five teams minus one, and then everybody else can just do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, if you go back, this actually reminds me a whole lot. It seems very, very similar to the conversation we had watching the NFL draft. It's like these big TV shows, these big productions that are supposed to be captivating an audience had a like a really, really unique opportunity this year to dominate, monopolize that window of time and put on an unbelievable show, put on an unbelievable um, product. And they did. The NFL draft, I thought, stunk. Everyone came out and was like, oh, like everybody was depressed. It was just a such a bad production i hated it and then i look at i look at college football who everyone's looking at them like oh pay players this do this do this you have a chance to shut everybody up and just take care of something put on something that's never been seen before and dominate a two-week period in january that nobody else is watching anything because college basketball is just getting started the nhl hasn't even started yet NBA, I don't know what the heck's going on with the NBA, but college Starts football could have just dominated, man. Could have just dominated. I, I know it starts. I just meant like, yeah, I know, I know. are you really paying that much attention to like it? No. And they could have done eight teams. They could have played a game in New Orleans. They could have played the Rose Bowl. They could have played in Atlanta, and they could have played in Dallas. And it would have been sick. It would have been sick. You would have had game windows. You could have put them on January 1st. You could have played a game at, at 1, 3.30, 5, and then 8. It would have been awesome, dude. It would have been incredible. And then another two games the week after and then finish. And you're competing with the NFL. You're, you are captivating an audience. And it's just – they're like, well, let's just do four – and let's make up the rules as we go. Hey, it's just, it's just, oh man, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I feel bad for the kids. I honestly, I feel bad for the players. I feel bad for guys who had games canceled. I feel bad for teams like Penn State who have just had a crazy weird season who are now lost a season of eligibility. Like, I feel bad for those guys. I feel bad for those guys. And you could have had, you could have, you could have made something right. You could have been, you could have, you could have just redeemed yourself. And you're like, ah, we're the NCAA. Nobody really cares. No one likes us. We're the bad guy, but we make all this money and we sit in this, you know, high castle. Screw you guys. And it, you see it. I mean, if you're if you 
actually listen to this and outside of the fact that maybe I made fun of your team or blah, 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 and can't agree with me on this, I don't think you're paying a close enough attention. No. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you just said. So let's do this, Matt. How do you see things playing out? Oh, this isn't wagers. This is just how do you see things playing out this weekend with conference championship? You got Bama, Florida, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Northwestern, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Because, e- I mean, even if you have absolute chaos and Florida beats Bama and Notre Dame beats Clemson and Northwestern beats Ohio State, then you're looking at – you're not taking Bama out of it. Bama's still in. Um... Bama's in regardless. Notre Dame's in regardless. Yes. Um, I think if Clemson's Ohio out. State and Clemson lose, then you throw Texas A&M in. And then, I mean, you're putting in a two-loss Big 12 team? You're not going to put Florida in. I don't know. but And that's what's weird. So, uh, oh, man. I, I mean, there's a little part of me that says do it just to see what happens. Let's have some chaos, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Because uh, maybe then you get Cincinnati. Or maybe you get coastal and someone's just like, I right, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And right. But, but if, if you get that happen. chaos, a Cincinnati win over Tulsa doesn't hold the same weight as a Florida win over Bama or an Iowa State win over Oklahoma, which sucks because Here, if Cincinnati wins their championship and goes undefeated, why shouldn't they be in? Let's just talk. Let's just, let's just slow this down a little bit because I agree with you on that. But what do we know here? What, is, what do we know? I know that I'm going to die. I'm going to pay taxes, and Nick Saban is not losing in December. <laughs> Nick Saban is not losing to Florida this week. I know that. Like that's a done deal. You go. You don't even have to play that game. I swear. Like they don't lose these games. They don't. Yeah, they're favored by 17. The so let's go. Through. The lines for the games this week: Bama by 17, Cincinnati by 14 and a half over Tulsa, um, Clemson 10 and a half over Notre Dame. Coastal three and a half over Louisiana and Oklahoma five and a half over Iowa State. Oh, and Ohio State twenty and a half over Northwestern. Yeah. So like all pretty much chalk, I would think so. The only thing that's kind of shocking is that Oklahoma's favored over Iowa State, although they're playing better football right now. So like I, how do you see how do you see those championship games playing out? I so here, I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma lost. Um I wouldn't be surprised if either of those teams lost. I mean, like, that's just how, like, little I know about the Big 12 this year and how little I care. Right, right. They kind of, I mean, they unless all they have a dominant lost. team. Like, yeah, unless they're dominant like Oklahoma's been in the past years, they're just not entertaining to the ca- at casual fan. Right. You know? Like, Iowa State wins the Big 12. You're not going to see people, like, start to pay attention and be like, oh, go Iowa State. Like, no, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Although I- Matt Campbell might take that Texas job if he wins a – uh, Big Twelve title. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Um. Anyway, I so I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State wins. I, I don't. I don't know how Ohio State loses unless they have just an unbelievable collapse. Like they might give up forty points, but they might score fifty five. I. Their they, defense I mean, they made suspect, last year is interesting. I, that's true. Um, <laughs> but they still won. Like that game wasn't really in doubt. Right. Um, And I don't, I'm just, honestly, I'm really, really excited to watch this Clemson Notre Dame because to me, that's a playoff game. That is a decisive playoff game. And Clemson's playing for their chance to be in. And I think Notre Dame is just 
hey, you want us to be in a conference? There's a little bit of this like Notre. I, I like this Notre Dame team a lot. I think they play really good defense, and I I think I think they're. Well, the they just old- lost their D coordinator. I know. I, I think they're they actually took that job. This year, there's something that says like to me, Notre Dame's the only team right now that I think can knock off Bama. It's just the feeling I had. I've had. I don't think anybody else can beat them. I don't think. I, I'm not saying I think Notre Dame can beat them. I just think they have a chance. I think Alabama's head and shoulders above everybody right now. Oh, I agree. Great ball. They Jalen Waddle's coming back. I think from the very beginning of the season, I said they had the best player in college football that nobody talks about. Najee Harris is so good. He's so good, and they have the best best wide receiver duo in all of college football. And, Probably a guy who could win uh, a Heisman, but might lose be- to the first wide receiver to win in- since t- Tim Brown. Like, it's awesome. That team is awesome, and they're playing better defense, and they're just the best coach team every single year. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're head and shoulders above everybody else too, but there's something about if it happens to be Bama-Clemson, and those teams it's line up like it's just it's just something like like in that game I don't have confidence in either team to win like it's just like that's going to be a great game regardless of how it plays out because yeah. you had the one year where Bama smoked Clemson with Jake Coker as their quarterback right then you had the next year Clemson comes back and beats Bama with Jalen Hurts as a quarterback true freshman balled out and then two years later uh, yeah two years later. Clemson blows the doors off of Bama. So yeah. it's like they're just going to – like those two teams, when they get together, I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. And that's what I love. But, like, I also don't want to see that again. I don't want to see it again. I don't. I, I know. I'm right there with you. I just – I'm like – and it's selfish because two of those games – two of those games – or what? wait, the one where Deshaun – with Deshaun is one of the best college football games in the last five years. The first two games were very good. I mean, Bama had to have that onside kick and then the punt return to like win the game. But that game was still close. The only one that wasn't really competitive was the Trevor Lawrence to a game. But yeah, it's just like I, it, those are great games, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Man. It's just a rerun. It's just like uh, I've seen this episode of The Office again. Am I going to watch it? Yeah, but am I going to enjoy it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean – so say Clemson wins and beats Notre Dame, you drop Notre Dame to four. You're getting Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, I, Ohio. I, I'm State. okay with that though. I'm okay with that. I, right, 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 that's fine. But, but then, then yeah, either then the way, other, you're getting other, a, a rematch again in the championship. Yeah, you're probably. getting either Ohio State, Bama, or Ohio State, Notre Dame, or Clemson, Bama, or Clemson, Notre Dame, and it's just like, <sighs> what? Up? I mean, I don't know. And the worst part of this, we'll have we'll have a special. The worst part about this is, you know, who the three best recruiting teams are in all of college football right now is the three teams we hate matching up against one another. Those three teams are yeah, Clemson, Ohio State, above and beyond right now. It it sucks. They're not going anywhere. I just want something new. I just want something. They're not going anywhere. I know. So, but let's move on, man. Yeah, we'll move on to NFL. Look out. We'll do a conference championship special on weekly wagers this week, focusing yeah, on. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. I can go five weeks in a row, man. Can. 
I hope you don't, but you can. I'm going to do my best. Um, let's do a little at week 14 NFL talk here. Let's start with the game of the year. It was fun. It was fun. I, I, uh, it was so, Okay, so before, lost, but... before we get into an actual game, give me your confidence level now for the Browns with like not only just making – I mean, they're probably going to make the playoffs. I think that's a given. But going deep into the playoffs, winning a game, winning two games, something like that. Give me your confidence level in them. It's exactly where it was last week going into this game. It hasn't changed. I Are they going to get to the playoffs? I believe so. The schedule's weak towards down the stretch right now. And I, I, are they in? Yeah, I, I'm excited to see them play Pittsburgh because I think Pittsburgh right now is still playing for the number one overall seed in in their heads will they get it probably not but they're gonna try so it'll still be a game but that's the type of game you gotta win you just gotta find a way to win and you still haven't i know you're there but what's the difference in losing that game 35 nothing versus losing it the way you lost I, I, yeah did it look a little bit more aesthetically pleasing you still lost you still lost you didn't get over the hump of a team that's had your you know, was eating your lunch for the last 12, 20 years. It's like, I don't know. That one hurt, man. Yeah. And I mean, if you're just looking at it right now and it's Steelers, Browns, week 17 in Cleveland, regardless of what's on the table, it's almost impossible for me to pick the Browns in that game. I know. Because Ben Roethlisberger hasn't lost in the state of Ohio in 10 years, something like that. His career. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. He's, he's daddy. He's literally daddy. And it hurts and stings coming out of my mouth, but he owns the state of Cleveland. The state of Cleveland. State of Ohio. State of Cleveland. Cleveland. (laughs) That was a bad Um, one. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about the other side of that game because I think the Browns showed a lot. Like they, if you were like going into that game on the fence about them, like eh, they you're not have falling a great off. team. What they yeah, don't yeah. have is a good secondary, <laughs> especially with Denzel Ward hurt. Ugh. Like that just kills you. You have oh my god, dude! Like I listen. I, I don't want to get. We can talk. I can talk about this game the entire time, and I don't want to, but. You have fourth and five, and you get picked. You rub your own guy coming over the top. Are you kidding me? You play in the NFL, and your middle linebacker just rubbed you off of a route? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, that was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. But, I mean – like I said, you're not falling off the wagon with the Browns. If you were coming into that game on the fence, like hopeful but not like all your eggs are in the basket, you're not saying it's over after that game. No, but remember because they showed you enough. They showed you enough to say we can be in these close games with these good teams. Maybe make a few more plays. Maybe figure some more things out and get it done. But we're we're on that playing field. Like we can go toe to toe with last year's number one overall seed in the playoffs, last year's MVP, and we can hang tight, play tough, and be in the game till the last second. Which for Cleveland, for like this is going to be kind of an insult to 
Cleveland Browns fans everywhere. But for Cleveland to be in that spot, being here at nine wins and being to the last second with the Ravens right now is a huge win, huge step forward, and a great sign of things to come for the Browns. I know, right? but it's it still yeah, sucks. It's just sports, though. Like, yeah, you can find silver linings. I get that, but you know, we've we've said this before. You know, we said it a couple, couple two years ago when Baker started to start, and you're like, oh, future's bright in Cleveland. They turned around and lay an egg last year. Like, it to a point. Yes, can you find silver linings? But at the end of the day, it's sports. There are winners and there are losers, and it doesn't matter how many points split the difference. If you lost, you still lost. Yep. Yeah, I know. Like moral victories aren't a real thing. They don't exist, but it's just like it's like I'm still confident in the Browns. I still think they can like that loss showed me more than a blowout win would show me. Like that was a great follow up to that game against the Titans where they jumped out to the hot hot lead, blew the lead in the second half and made it super interesting. The fact that they were able to come out Prime time, biggest game in Cleveland his like since they returned to Cleveland probably yeah. since before like the Kelly Holcomb playoff game and take all those body punches, take all those hits, still be in it, still drive the field, Baker, still right. engineer offense and still keep them in the game. It's it showed a lot about their team, how they're built and their mentality and gives me a lot of confidence in them going into the playoffs. As like a as outside Cleveland fan, football fan. Who's, who knows the talent that they have on that team and so yeah. on. Yeah. No, I, it, it, it's just it, – I'm just being greedy. I'm really just being greedy. Um, it's a – when you go back 15 weeks where you and I were, we're like, you know, the Browns, if, it could be, can you be 8-8? Eight and eight? Can you figure some stuff out offensively? Can you bring some guys in? And now you're talking about a team that might have the best offensive line in football – best running game in football like that's good that's really really good and you can win a lot of football games with that but there's still this just this, this like mental like monkey just on like my back that i can't shake until you beat a team that starts with b or starts with p like in your division like it, it is what it is it third place in that division typically isn't going to get you in the playoffs and that's just where you are right now yeah, I know mathematically, well, technically they're not, but you still haven't beaten those teams. And you have to beat teams of that caliber in the playoffs to do anything. So it's yeah. I'm just being I'm just being realistic. Yeah. And not and I'm with you hundred percent on that. It's like And then realistic. I'm over here And then I'm over here calling stuff like crazy just out of the blue saying that this freaking Eagles are going to beat the Saints uh, with a backup quarterback, and they just stomped them, beat the freaking doors off of them. And Mike's over here like, oh, we're still probably going to make the playoffs. I'm over here. I can't even win at home. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh whoa, whoa. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Well, two weeks ago you did. I'm just I'm just throwing that one back in your face. Sorry. No. But we, I mean, we can get into that. I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. I could go on for hours, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy Jalen Hurst started and did well. I'm happy the Eagles won. I'm ha- that was a big win. But where was that coaching all fucking year? Nothing changed from like on the on the team like the I really don't know. standpoint. 
The yeah. roster has been the same. I mean, granted, you're shuffling pieces in the offensive line, shuffling pieces on the outside, stuff like that. But the same team that lined up against the Saints is the same team that lined up against – I forget who they played two weeks ago. Like the I know. Giants or whoever. So what changed in Doug's mind that's like, okay, this is how we need to call a game for Jalen when that's the same way you have to call a game for Carson for him to be successful. So what is the thing that clicked in his head? And honestly, I think it's just a mental thing with Doug and Carson that they just aren't on the same page. Doug doesn't want to coach Carson and wants to show that he's still a good coach and can get guys like can succeed with anybody but just doesn't want it to be Carson. I think it was just, honestly, you go into that game with nothing to lose. You kind of play loose. And, yeah, and, and I agree. It's probably fun. Yeah, I agree with that. But you're also looking at the plays that he called. They were very simple. Jalen Hurts wasn't reading a defense. He was one read, ball out, tuck it and run. He was RPO, handoff, keep it himself. It was he wasn't dissecting the Saints defense. He wasn't like going like one, two, three, four, ball. He was going one, no, tuck, one, ball. Like, and that's fine. And that's fine. That'll get you wins in a quarterback's first start against a team that doesn't have tape on him. Right. But as these as this like so the Cardinals now have a full game and a half of tape on him. The John, uh, Cowboys in two weeks are going to have two games of tape on them. You're going to have to start dialing up some actual plays and actual calls that are going to work against teams yeah. that are going to take away that first read and force Jalen Hurts to read a defense. And I'm not saying he can't do that. I'm just saying everybody, and I'm really talking to Philadelphia sports media and like Eagles fans everywhere. We need to relax a little bit on the Jalen is the chosen one. He's the he should be the starter going forward. Because great, won a game, upset, big win over the Saints. Still technically in the playoffs, playoff hunt. Let's let's be easy. You know, it wasn't that great of a game. The defense is still decimated. They didn't look great. If Taysom Hill could throw a ball <laughs> worth a damn, we lose that game 49-21. So, good. Things to build on. Excitement. You're still playing meaningful football. Go to Arizona, play the Cardinals, who have been okay. Can you beat the Cardinals? I think so. Will they? Who knows? Maybe I'll pick them in wagers. We'll see. But if you want them to win, don't pick them. Yeah. Let's just, let's just ease up a little bit. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on Carson Wentz. I'm not ready to anoint Jalen Hurst the starter. So, we'll... Got three weeks left to figure everything out. What happened? But let's talk about the most talked about team in the NFL outside of the Eagles this year, probably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because, oh my gosh, I I have never lost more confidence in a team after a win. Than I did after that game against the Vikings. If the Vikings had a kicker worth a damn, they lose that game. And you've got Bruce Arians going on every single talk show or every media availability and being like, I love the way our team played. This is our identity. This is how we need to play every single game, every single week. 
I'm sorry, what? Big pardon? You want Tom Brady to throw for 183 yards every single week and barely squeak past the Minnesota Vikings? So, like, I guess my question to you is, do you see the Bucks as an actual threat in the playoffs? Because they're going to be going on the road. They're not going to be at home. I mean, home field advantage is like sus- is up for debate this year. Yeah. But traveling, not being – I mean, I just haven't seen anything about them that shows me that they can win a playoff game or two. Yeah. What? Where do you stand on it? Oh, there's a, I mean, they're right in the boat with a couple of teams that I had a couple of weeks ago confidence in like the Seahawks and them and now I'm kind of on the fence where um did I think the Seahawks could make some noise in the playoffs two weeks ago yeah I really did now I'm kind of like I'm not so sure I just there's something about them it's not the prettiest thing the defense isn't isn't solid and and then with Tampa Bay it's I think they've had the luxury of being in a you know a top heavy division they could win a couple games and then you know, not the most difficult schedule, but also I I really don't think uh, – they're just a placeholder in the playoffs for me. I think they're a one and done. Yeah, because right now they're projected to play the NFC West winner, which is either going to be the Rams or the Seahawks. Yeah. And I don't see them going West and beating either of those teams. The Rams I like the Rams right now. Them. Rams look great. I like the, the Rams, Rams right now. Went into Tampa on Monday Night Football and spanked the Bucks. Russ Wilson at home in Seattle. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna pick him more times than I'm not gonna pick him. So it's like, yeah, you're eight and five. Yeah, like you're gonna make the playoffs, but I'm not confident in you to do anything about it. And for that team, they had Super Bowl aspirations. So like. I don't know, but let's talk about the Rams. What 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 do you like about the Rams? The way they are just playing defense and running the ball or Sean McVay's play calling? What's the thing that's sticking out to you about the Rams? Because I think they're one of the most dangerous teams out there right now. And they're peaking they're, they're peaking at the right time. You know, they're gonna beat the Jets this week to go to ten and four. And they're just they you know, they kinda got off to a slow start and just had to figure out kind of their identity. What are we gonna do to win football games? And now they're right there. And they're just those teams that a lot of times make runs like the Giants teams of the, the playoffs. Sometimes, you know, the Eagles, whenever they would make the like the Super Bowl and get to the Super Bowl, the years they would, they just kind of peaked at the right time, started playing real good ball, getting confidence. And that's just what I feel that when I watch the Rams play. Yeah, and I think for them, one of the biggest luxuries of the playoffs is they're going to get outside of that division a little bit. Yeah. So you're not going to be playing – a Seattle or an Arizona every other week. You're going to play a good team, but probably a team that's not on the same level as those teams that you're playing twice a year. So you're playing the, the buck. If you win the division, you're playing the Buccaneers in the first round, and then you're going to play either the saints or the Packers. Yeah. And I mean, the way that defense is playing, I like them against either of those teams where they can run the ball. I mean, we've seen Sean McVay go into new Orleans and win. A big game, so I think I think you're right. They are peaking at the right time. They're playing football the right way with defense running, and then Jared Goff's making just enough plays, and him and Sean McVay are on such the same page that it's like they're the same person with yeah. what the offense needs and what they need to run. 
So I really like them too. I think um, they can make some noise in the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. Would you be surprised if I were to tell you in three weeks that the Buffalo Bills are playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl? No. No. The way they're built, I mean, their their defense, um, they have a good defense. Uh, Allen, uh, Josh Allen surprised me this year. I mean, it was kind of you were just going to see what you got with him, and he's been he's been tremendous. He really has been tremendous. Um, yeah. So he did something. All. He did something I didn't think young quarterbacks would be able to do over the course of an offseason, which is get more accurate. Like that's not an easy thing to just like pick up and like improve upon year to year. And he's not turning the ball over. He's getting he's got great playmakers on the outside. Good running game, good offensive line. So I mean, I if if you told me in 2 weeks that it's Chiefs Bills for the AFC Championship game, I'm good with that. That's a hell of a matchup. And it I would wouldn't like surprise that. me. At all. Um, I would like that a lot. And I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be Packers-Rams. Yeah, that would surprise me. That. Yeah, I mean, that I would be 100% okay with that. be two good matchups. But um, let's do this to wrap up. Give me your top five in the league, uh, as always. How do I want to rank them? Um, I mean, probably Chiefs one. Yeah, I would say. I was gonna go five to one. Yeah, I was gonna go five to one. Um, so you want? Yeah, I'm gonna go power rankings on this one and go. Um, give me the Rams at five, Buffalo at four, Green Bay or Pittsburgh at three, Green Bay at two, and Kansas City at one. Yeah, I think I'd go Chiefs one, Packers two, Pittsburgh three, and then I'd I'd probably go New Orleans, Buffalo just to wrap it up. Because I feel like the New Orleans Philly game was just an anomaly. I think they'll figure it out once they get Breeze back and things like that. And I think Sean Payton's kind of in that like "fuck you" world mode where he's like, Taysom Hill is a quarterback; he's a passer. Like I'm going to show you against these inferior teams, and I'm going to throw the ball all over the place with Taysom Hill. Whereas, like, you can't you got you got to run your personnel. KYP, know your personnel. Hey, Amen. Um. But yeah, I mean, we got. Three weeks of good football left. Sad to say, three weeks of football. It's going to be a really cool. This is going to be a fun weekend because you know as the NFL picture is going to continue to iron itself out, and you'll get a good idea of what's going on. Um, I'm excited to plant my butt in front of a TV on Saturday and watch these title games, watch these conference title games, um, because I think it's going to be fun. I think you're going to see a very, very dominant team in Alabama. Um, the Clemson Notre Dame game, you're going to get some finality to it, that matchup, and you're going to get a team. You're going to get both teams at clo- as close to 100 percent as you can be in this season, 
every all chips are all chips are on the table right now. You're gonna see who's better. Um, and I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame won the game. Um, and then you know, Ohio State, if you want it, go get it. Blow out a team that you should blow out, and we'll we'll figure the rest out. But uh, it, it's gonna be fun. It always is. This Saturday's this Saturday's been one of the ones that I enjoy the most out of the season. And then uh, you know, Sunday we'll start with the selection show and you go into um, another NFL, another NFL weekend um, where it's just, you know, ironing itself out. Um, the playoffs this year, I think are going to be fun. So I'm yeah, excited. I I'm agree. Um, since we're not going to pick this game on wagers, Matt, give me a pick for the Pac-12 championship game between Oregon and USC. USC is favored by three right now. Give me a winner. Um, just because of the the season and um, where are they playing this game? I playing? believe it's in. Oh, I don't even they know. They're not playing at Levi, are they? It's at USC oh, Coliseum. Okay. Coliseum. Um, honestly, I, I mean the weather should be shouldn't be a factor. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Oregon won. Um, I think I would take Oregon. I think I would actually take Oregon with the points there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be betting Oregon money line because like they shouldn't even be in the game. Why not? Right. They're better than the record shows. I think they're better than SC too, honestly. Yeah. I'm not Done. I'm not crazy about SC. I'm not eh, I'm really not. But I mean they're five and oh. Can't knock the record, but they're just it's just the Pac twelve. I've been knocking five and O teams all all season, Mike. Four and oh, five and O teams, I'm knocking them. I mean, I mean, you can't knock the team for taking care of their bit. You can knock the conference for putting them in that situation. That's what but they've about. Co- they've come behind. They've come behind in a lot of their games. Like they haven't won these games clean. They've been labored. Like they're not. Right. They're not beating teams the way you know. You you, and granted, you know, at the end of the day, too, a win's a win. I just said it when we were talking about the NFL, but um, but this game, I I just think I think Oregon's gonna win. Yeah, and college, you need some some of those style points. Yeah. You need yeah. It. It's it's a thing. It sucks, but it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. So cool, man. Always yeah, fun. Man. Yeah, we will see you guys Friday for weekly wagers. We will have some Christmas movie polls out next week to discuss on the pod. Let us be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Suck it, Chris Berman. Not gonna beat us. Wow. Um, Mike yeah. did not go pee. I'm so proud of you right now. I'm not. I'm not scared of the schwam. Expecting a happy holidays out of you, and I am so so happy that you went. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's Hanukkah right now. Happy Hanukkah for those of you who are celebrating right now. Um. Yeah, I mean, and we're gonna have a, a pod between Christmas and New Year's, so we'll get there then. But um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. We'll see you guys Friday. Stay well, stay safe, Matt. See you, Mike. Always